Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back today for another episode of the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. I am so, so excited for a new week, a new guest to bring to you guys today. You guys know over at the Shine Sparkle Slay brand, we are all about uplifting, inspiring, motivating, and I think we're doing an excellent job of finding guests that are doing just that. So today, without further ado, let me kick things off and introduce you to our newest guest of the week. So coming from a war-torn country as a refugee to Australia at 11 years old, she has experienced hardship, abuse, and had very limiting beliefs. I'm sure there's lots of you are listening that could relate to that. I'm raising my hand as well. She is now a counselor who helps others build on their own self-belief. She is an entrepreneur who wants to empower women that no matter what your past is, you get to choose your future. Her philosophy is understating yourself and healing your wounds will give you a deep freedom, love, and abundance you never knew possible. Gosh, I just love this bio so much because I relate to it in so many ways. And I just think your background is so fascinating. I love meeting new people and learning how they take parts of life that maybe aren't, you know, so peachy. They're all not, you know, rainbows, unicorns, and roses, and then turn that into something. And most importantly, turn that into something to help others. So I have to kick it over to you now because I need to know more about your story. Can you share more of your background with us? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Yes. So kind of what you've just said. So um, I was five when the war started in my country and we kind of moved place to place for about five years to escape it and and to find um, safety. And then once the war was over, we applied for um, as refugees to Australia. And that, you know, um, living in that, in that moment, it didn't didn't seem like much because everyone around you, you know, is kind of living the same life. So um, you don't, you don't realize that you are, I guess, you know, th- there is hardship. You just adapt. And I think especially for me at, at the age of five, you know, you don't know what life is at the age of five. So you just right. assume that this this is life. <laughs> right. Um, and it was only sort of after, you know, we came to Australia um, and there was, you know, I had abuse, as you mentioned in a bio in um back where I'm from and in Australia and once everything settled down, once everything calmed down and understanding it now, once I was out of the um, survival mode, that's when things started catching up with me. That's when, you know, I started seeing consequence of all that trauma. At the time, of course, I had no idea, what, you know, I was just, um, I was just a little bit different than everyone, everyone else kind of thing. I didn't realize what was happening and how that, all that trauma impacted my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I guess, where those limiting beliefs and the way I've been raised and the um, 
the trauma that I was in, it kind of just made me feel very think that I was worthless and that, you know, that I wasn't enough and the constant, you know, the people pleasing and how that, that lack of self-belief, what it, you know, it tempers into that feeling of loneliness, the need to please, the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no voice, no idea who I am. And um, talking about it now, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but anyone who's gone through it, anyone who's been there, knows how heavy that is, mm-hmm. knows how much that weighs. Yeah, uh, you are so spot on. There's so many things I want to ask. I'm going to start with, you mentioned coming out of survival mode. So when did that happen for you? And how did you know? When did when would that light bulb go off? Like that is what was occurring. Like you were in survival mode for so long. And that it was your transition. It was time to come out of that. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know that I had. At the time I had, you know, it was just that um, you started to, I guess, feel a little bit safe and a little bit settled when you don't have to move constantly and when there isn't as much danger. There's obviously the, you know, uh, at this point I was, you know, I hit teenagehood, there's the hormones and all that fun stuff that comes with teenagers, you know, and fighting with your parents and all these things. Um, Right. But to be honest, I didn't really have an understanding of I'm no longer in survival mode. In my early 20s, there was a turning point where I was like, I'm different than everyone else. And I don't mean in sense of, you know, um, I I was a geek and I was a geek (laughs) and I still am a geek. Me too. Uh, It's okay. <laughs> but more so in the sense of I feel like I was behind. Um, I had trouble concentrating. I had trouble sleeping. You know, the depression, the anxiety, and all of these things. Everything. Um, I was very hypersensitive, and those are the things that I noticed. I, you know, I had no idea where they came from. I had no idea why I was like this. I just, you know, I, I remember I would be at work or in school, and you know, all these people by twelve o'clock, they're still so cheaper and happy and I'm just I could barely keep my eyes open I could Mm -hmm. could concentrate and it always felt like I wasn't in the same playing field as everyone else I was like what are these people taking and you know like (sighs) what's going on why are they different than me and there was I guess that turning point I was like I I think I need help here and that's where I seek counseling from the uh, just to get rid of that I guess you know those hardcore symptoms and just to be on the same level playing field as everyone else that you know that that was my initial thought like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this deep work I just want to get rid of the hypersensitivity I just want to get you know be able to fall asleep without nightmares be able to concentrate for a little bit that like that was my goal in the beginning (laughs) yeah totally makes sense and I'm glad that you did do that you you realize these things and you saw it therapy I too have gone through therapy in the past and it it was just eye-opening and life-changing for me and I talked to some people and there's just like this I don't know stigma around it and, and like some people are just like so opposed to it and I love when I hear people embrace it it's there for a reason and for me it was life-changing so I'm so glad to hear you say that you also mentioned something uh, around people pleasing and that being related yes. to self-belief. 
Can you talk a little bit yep. more about that? Because I am so guilty for a big portion of my life of being the biggest people pleaser you probably have ever met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, um, I think we'd compete for that first spot. <laughs> and I think yeah, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people feel that way. I guess the reason, I, and it comes back to the reason why we people please at the end of it, at the deep, deep core of it, we are doing it out of fear, um, out of fear that we will lose love or in hope that we will get love. It all comes down you know, to love. But there is many, many layers on top of that, and it's masking this deep fear. And we, people please, because that's usually that's what we've been conditioned to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about, you know, a life where, you were as a child you were meant to be seen but not heard and you know kind of going that like what do you know you're just a child and Mm -hmm. really anytime a child wanted to express um, themselves anytime I wanted to express themselves it was a you know a very quick shut you know shut down of um you don't know anything and then on top of that it was uh you were only praised when you did something good good grades good you know that was the only time that you would get love kind of thing. Interesting, um, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of clients that I work with, they've also had programming, like deep programming in terms of um, if they didn't do something, the parents, the caregivers, the, the teachers or someone in their life, they would get punishment, whether it was physical punishment, whether it was, you know, just mental abuse, shutting out, the, the guilt trips, and that to them meant a loss of love. And when you grow up like that, you start believing that the only way that you are worthy of anything is if you do as you're told. And then you add on top of that, and this is where the self-belief comes in, that um, you add on top of that, that this concept that you've never actually had a voice. So you... Um, to a lot of people pleasers that I work with and, and even myself and you can tell me about yourself if you're comfortable that you know there was a point where you didn't even think it was it, you know I, I hear a lot it's not that I don't want to say no it's I don't really know what I want to say so my like it's an automatic yes I don't even think about it the yes mm-hmm. just comes out Um, And I don't even know if we are debating on something. I don't even really know where my opinion sits. So that comes from not knowing yourself, not knowing who you are, not knowing your voice. And that's what self-belief is. You believe in yourself. You believe that you can handle whatever life throws at you. You believe in your own voice. You believe in yourself that you'll make mistakes, but you also, you know, clean them up yourself. (laughs) Right. Right. yeah, Which is something you, you usually never had. I love how you just described all that. And I relate to everything you just said. And it's something that I was thinking of too is so, you know, through my trauma and everything, I dealt with that. I went through therapy and I, through all that, I became very confident in myself. My self-belief um, rose significantly. I did, I've done a lot. But one thing I found interesting is even though if you put in the work to get to that point of, you know, that empowerment, there's still times in life I have found where you can be in a situation where you kind of pull back and that self-belief drops a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And because I'm kind I've gone through that recently and it just dawned on me like this last week or two. So when I started the the brand about a year ago, I fell back in without realizing the people pleasing part. You know, I'm starting a new brand, I'm leaving corporate. I have to, you know, are people gonna like me if I say this? Are people gonna work with me if I mm-hmm. say this? So I fell back in to those days of people pleasing and I finally somehow worked out of that. And it just dawned on me, like it's been heavy on my mind and heart, like the last two weeks So that that's exactly what happened. So I think it's really <laughs> cool that we're talking about this because I think for me, it's like a work in progress. It's not go to therapy and then boom, you're empowered and confident for the rest of your life. You're going to find yourself in situations where you may fall back again. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what life is. We're constantly growing because if we're not growing, then we're dead. So, um, and that's the thing for anyone out there who has started a business, you know, and look, I've been to therapy. I, I am a therapist. And when I started and I thought I was good, I thought, you know, like my, my self-belief is good. I mean, I'm, I'm showing this and teaching this to other people. Mm-hmm. And then I started my own business and it was, I had to encounter problems I've never encountered before. I had to, you know, um, just I found a new light, um, a new side of myself I've, n- I've never come across before. And that side of me was, you know, it was something, again, that I needed to work through, as you said. But the interesting thing is, um, you know, you bounce back a lot quicker because it's like it's muscle memory now. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing if you were training or eating healthy. You know, you can't train for a year and then expect your muscles to last for the rest of your life. You need to go back to the gym constantly. Mm -hmm. And then you need to push yourself. So the weights that brought on those muscles five years ago are no longer doing the work. You know, now you need to uh, put on uh, heavier weights and and things like that. And it's the same thing with um, personal development and it comes easier now, and I'm sure you can, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, confirm or, or deny this, but I, I feel like it comes easier now. Um, yes. You have the tools. You know where to look. You know what to do. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that this tough situation has brought you to a spot where you now feel a little bit even more empowered, empowered than you did two weeks ago or, you know, mm-hmm. before this moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because, you know, in the age of social media that we're in, it's so easy for people to, you know, find influencers or just people in business and kind of look up to these people, you know, like, man, Mm -hmm. I wish their life looks so great. And I wish I had what they had or, you know, all these just wonderful things. But you know, when you peel back the social media layer, they're a person, you know, just like everyone else. And it's not all roses and rainbows all the time. I mean, not that I'm an influencer. I have started a brand though. And, you know, so some people could think, have an idea of me, but, you know, I just admitted I fell back to without realizing it, you know, those thoughts of the past. Am I good enough? Will they like me? And so I think it's so important for people to hear that. Like when we look up to others, know that they're putting in work probably on the backside of things too. You know, people are just people. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love that. 
that is because, uh, as you said, it, not everybody shows the, um, you know, the truth, I guess, not the true side of themselves, but all sides of ourselves. Um, and I feel like we also shouldn't, you know, if I'm in a deep, if I'm in something deep, personally for myself, I want to work it out myself. I want to understand it myself. Mm-hmm. I go general, I, you know, I go through my process. And then when I've kind of, when it doesn't feel so raw, raw and, it, you know, there isn't so much pain, then I can go, okay, now I can share it with the world and now I can, you know, share my lesson. It's kind of, you know, the same thing. Like if you go out, you're going to put on your best clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to impress people, but it's also, you know, kind of like your your own empowerment. And that's why I use the word self-belief as opposed to confidence because we look at those influences and we perceive that's what confidence is, you know, mm-hmm. always being happy or always being pretty or always being, you know, something to an extreme, always being loud or, or something. And like, well, I don't have that, therefore I'm not confident. And I see that a lot and it's kind of like, well, confidence is what whatever it means to you. You know, you can yeah. be quiet and still and still be confident that, you know, your ability to speak or not speak has nothing to do with, you know, whether you're confident or not kind of thing. So, So, yeah, so that's why I'm stuck on that self-belief because that, you know, you just believe in yourself and you're just okay with yourself in that moment, whatever it may be. I think that's so cool that you you separated those two, being confident and self-belief because what confident means for one person is not what it means for the next. So I like that you just define that a little bit. And you had said something earlier when we first started when you personally felt like you were a little bit different than everyone else. You had that feeling. So I think that kind of relates to what, well, I mean, that was different because you were talking about, you know, the trauma that you had gone through and that's what inspired you to seek therapy and start to work on that. But when it relates to the self-worth and the confidence and everything, that's where it ties to what, you know, you just stated when we look up to like influencers and everything in that regard, we shouldn't be like, you know, I don't have what they have or what you said, like they're like out there, they're loud and proud. And just because you don't like to speak or whatever, that doesn't mean you're less than. So I just think in this world of social media, knowing the Mm. difference between all that is just like, so especially with young kids, oh my goodness, I can't imagine. When I was growing up, I didn't have access to social media and the internet like, you know, these kids do today. (laughs) I can't imagine like, it's got to be tough out there. The comparison that they I'm sure is going on. It's, it's just crazy. So I think this is such a good topic. I can't wait to share this message. A hundred percent. I feel for the kids and I can't even imagine my daughter is three now. And I can't even imagine, you know, when she becomes a teenager, what will, right. What will social media be? Or, you know, what, what, what will be the world that we live in? What I like about today's day and age is that we're a lot more open, we're a lot more receiving. And I think that balances out the social media. And that's, um, we have so many coaches and, you know, positive influences in the world as well, that spread the message of, Mm -hmm. you know, 
just be human. It's not about, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians or the Joneses or whoever the next big thing is. Um, Just be human. Just be yourself. And, you know, that's where the beauty is. So, yeah. um, Yeah, and so with you. That's a good point, too, that there's people out that are that are trying to like balance it with spreading positive messages and everything. So that was a good point too. There are a lot of people out there and I love seeing it. So tell me how you took all this stuff that we just talked about and turned it into your business. And can you tell us exactly like what your business is? Yeah. So um, basically everything that I've learned myself, whether academically or throughout my whole, you know, throughout my own life, throughout my own journey, I've turned it into, um, so I have a, a private practice, but it's online. And I just work with people one-on-one to help them get to their goal. And it's more so through um, their personal goal, their personal self-development. You know, a lot of times people come with, you know, they're having trouble with their partner or they are, they've been someone else in a sense of they've been a person everyone else was expecting them to be and playing this role. And then they can come to a certain point and they're like, is this it to life? Is there more to it? you know, of people feeling stuck for whatever reason or, um, you know, I work with those people to to get to their goal, to find that radiance, I call it, or to find that freedom. And because when, when you get to that point where you have that self-belief, it really does feel free because mm-hmm. these expectations, the judgment, the the lack, you know, these feelings that we're feeling, they feel heavy and they feel like they're weighing us down. So we can, when you can be, when you can get rid of them, they, it really feels liberating. It feels like, you know, like free, like a bird yes. to, to sound very corny. No, <laughs> um, it so does. I, it, it definitely feels like that. Yeah. So basically um, I work people with one-on-one um, group sessions and that's what I do. I, I when I went through my own therapy, I was like, "Wow, I have to, I have to do this for other people." So it took a while for me to get started on my own, but I'm here, and I'm very excited to be here. Oh, I love that you're doing what you're doing. I, you know, we had a brief conversation before we recorded today, and that's why I was so excited to have you on because our our past, although different, you know, it it both they, we both took something. And we healed from it. And now we're taking that. And we're, our goal is to spread happiness with the world and to get as many people on board to let them know in our own different ways that they are worthy and to mm-hmm. get them to that spot of self-worth. And like you yeah. said, to be free as a bird because that is exactly how it feels. And I just wish, you know, we can touch so many people and change lives. So I am so excited that you're on this podcast because I just love everything that you have to say. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, if there was a point that I realized, you know, that I can be of service and then that I have to be of service. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in any way that I can help or, or spread the message and spread what I know and how trauma influences us, how our mind influences us, how our limiting belief influences us. And to build that awareness and then give people tools to deal with that, 
I mean, yeah, they, you know, I say through every conversation, if we can touch one person, Mm-hmm. That feels amazing. <laughs> yes. That's what I always say with every podcast. If just one person changes their mind about something or just has a different way of thinking, just one person, it's a good day. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I also like to talk about, you know, some of the scary parts too. So, you know, you were just talking about, you knew that you had to be of service for others. But even though Mm -hmm. you have that moment of clarity, like this is what I have to do, it's still scary. It was for me. Like I knew I needed to do Shine, Sparkle, Slay. I was like, this is a mission that I feel so passionate about and I have to do it. But even though I knew that, like it was still scary. 100%. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, but you know, it's just, I always say there's a will, there's a way. And I just pushed through. And I mean, sometimes you just have to, push through the scary and the ugly and it's not easy yes yeah and I've had that and I still have that in my business and you know even in my personal life but it's again you know like um, I've been with my husband for 11 years and we go through as you know it's every relationship you go through ups and downs but every time you go through a, a, a down and you work on it together there's a new level it's kind of like um, it reminds me of those video games you know, when you get to a certain point, it like opens up a new level and this level is so much cooler than the last level. <laughs> that is so cool. And I it, like how you just stated that. It's true. It, and it kind of feels like that um, in business and in um, in personal life as well. And absolutely, the, you know, I, I guess I had a notion, I don't know whether anyone else had this notion that, you know, this is my purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. And I thought, I kind of thought, hoped it was going to be a little bit easier, you know, that I won't have so many doubts and downfalls and, you know, everything else that I've experienced. But now I'm like, okay, you know, and I guess I'm a little bit used to it now. I've kind of, again, um, built up a whole set of tools in my toolbox to deal with the downfalls and the downs and, um I don't know how many times you wanted to quit, but there was a lot a lot of times that I wanted to quit. I can't do this. You know, this is too much. It's, it's too much work. It's not working, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then every time you're like, no. You know, there's a part of me that wants to quit, but then I guess there's a bigger part that's going, no, we're not quitting. This is what you're meant to do. Keep going. You'll yes. get there. Yes, yes. I think it, the secret is the toolbox that you mentioned. Yeah. I think everyone needs that toolbox and every hurdle that you get over, how did I do that? And then find that tool and stick it in the toolbox cuz it life is not perfect. It's not like all up, you know. It's a roller coaster. So when you get in those moments, you pull from that toolbox and then boom, keep pushing forward. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's I guess that's why those hurdles are there to uh, for us to figure out what can we take from it and what can we learn from it? And I feel like if I make that mistake again or if that situation comes up again, obviously I haven't learned what I was meant to learn and there's more to it. So um, you, you learn something else. And as you say, you build that toolbox. And then I think, you know, even at the highest level, there's always challenges, but um, mm-hmm. they feel different, I guess. This is a question I didn't prepare you for. So hopefully, I don't know if you have something handy, but I'm curious. 
you could name one tool in your toolbox when you're in those moments and you're like, man, this is too tough. Like so much work, you know, you just feel like, should I keep going? Do you have one tool that you rely on the most? Breathe. Breath. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, I, I, when I'm feeling the emotion, uh, whatever the emotion is, that's my go-to. I breathe. I um, and if I can't calm myself or I can't, because I try not to make decisions from those emotions, because those emotions are usually, you know, the, the, there's something. It, it's fear at the core of it, but it's wrapped in something, some shiny uh, wrapper, and so I know that now, and I don't want to make decisions from that because I'm making decisions based on fear and decisions that I'm going to make if I'm feeling scared is whatever will get me out of fear, but it may not be the thing that need that I need to get me to my purpose. Mm-hmm. So breathing. And then if I guess, you know, if, if I'm feeling so stressed out that sitting down, breathing doesn't work, then I'm going to go for a hike where, you know, or something to really get my uh, blood pumping and my, and my, you know, um, heart racing and, Mm-hmm. You know that again. That that strong breath that comes in from that, and that also helps me recognize, as you said, it that it's that's the normal ebb and flow of life. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in this moment, but it's not forever. So let's just ride this wave, and then you know, um, right. a sunshine will come at some point. Yes, yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing. That's such good um, advice, and it sounds simple. You know, breathe. Sounds easy, right? But sometimes when you're in those moments, it's one of those things that's easier said than done, just because when you're hit with all these emotions at once, you got to step back, you know, and just breathe. For an example, there's been like times where like in my house where, you know, my my kids or my husband are like, so-and-so said this or this happened or whatever. And they're like, aren't you upset? I'm like, No. So a lot of people would be upset by whatever it was, but I have learned I cannot react when I'm in that state of high emotion because I'm going to say things in a way that I shouldn't or not that I shouldn't, but I wouldn't have said if I would have taken a step back, took the breath and thought through it. So I love that you shared breathe because it sounds simple, but it is so impactful. Yes. And it does come with practice. um, Mm -hmm. As you said, you know, some people don't struggle with that or or struggle with being with that emotion and it does come with practice. And that's, I guess, what what I work with therapy and meditation does. You know, it it helps you build that muscle and build that um, strength so that you can just take a couple of deep breaths and, uh, you know, you don't have to spend hours and days or you, you you know you make a mess and it takes a week to clean it up and, right um, yes it kind of passes it quickly as it comes right gosh this was such good this was such a good conversation I, like I love everything that we're sharing this is going to help so many people can I ask what's in your toolbox breathe is the number one thing that I would have said too, because of the example (laughs) that I just gave my family is like, how can you not get mad about that? Or if they'll come to me with something, then I'm like, I need a minute. Everyone knows like for the most part, like I'm not going to give an immediate response on something like big Mm -hmm. because I need to, so breathing and just taking that 
that time, that think time, creating space, whatever that means for each person so that you can really think through, I want to be mindful. You know, some people, they do that a lot. You know, they, they, something angers them and they're quick to just like spew and that's just mm-hmm. something. And it's a muscle that I do have to work on and it's become just part of who I am now at this point. But I, you know, I had to work on it and I had to take that space. I had to separate myself you know, not listen to others' opinions, thoughts, feedback. How am I feeling about the situation and forming my own opinion? And that means, you know, people can come to that in different ways. Maybe, you know, meditation. I love meditation. I used to do a lot of yoga. Um, I think all of those things just changed my brain a little bit to where I learned it's fine. I don't need to have an immediate response. I can take the time. I can take a hike. I can take a walk. I can do yoga, whatever it means for me to be able to have a healthy response or to push me forward, whatever the case may be, I'm going to do what I need to do to make that happen. Yeah. I love that. And they all sound such easy things, but I mean, it's, it it doesn't come like, it didn't come naturally for me. I'm a human. So, you know, I sometimes would like bark, you know, like things, things like maybe angry in the past before, you know, I learned to kind of control those things. You know, I'm a human. I would like bark, like people do like, and say things like, man, like now that I'm older and I know more and I've worked on myself, like I would have handled some things differently. So I like to point that out because it sounds so easy, but if you really sit back and reflect, sometimes it's easier said than done. It depends on a a lot of things, but it's that muscle that you have to keep building. Yes, 100%. (laughs) I just love chatting with you. So tell me where can the listeners find you and the awesome work that you're doing? Uh, yes, so my website, Vanya Beric, B-A-N-J-A-B-E-R-I-C.com. That's kind of the, the central point of everything. You can find my social media on there. I have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and I also have a Facebook group called Radiant Women. And Ooh, I like just, the name of um, that, Radiant Women. Sorry to interrupt, but yes. I just love that. <laughs> Um, and we just, um, in there, we just talk about, and we build on exactly what we talked about. So self-healing, building through, working through that, those things like, you know, people pleasing or finding yourself, finding your voice, um, sharing tips on relationships and, um, helping you find yourself in a relationship, which I think is so important. So it's really, it's a place of healing. It's a place it's a community where women can meet and just be there and support each other. I love it. And how long have you been in this business? How long have you had the group Radiant Women? I've only started the Radiant Women group about two, I want to say six, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a private practice that, you know, face-to-face here in Perth in Australia and I just had, you know, I had this idea. I wanted to move it online. I wanted to be able to work with and speak to different people and service other people. And um, anyone who's been to Australia and been to Perth, it's very remote and and isolated. So I kind of wanted to be able to speak to the world and speak to, you know, wonderful person like yourself, uh, which, I, you know, (laughs) I would never be able to do if I was uh, just working on my own in, in private practice. And so I've only been doing the online for, I think I started, no, I think I didn't start at the beginning of this year. Very cool. 
Very cool. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yo, my pleasure for sure. Like we have so much in common. I knew when I read your bio, I was like, oh, can't wait to talk to this person. Uh, we have so much in common and our thinking <laughs> is so aligned that I just love this conversation. And, you know, as we mentioned, if we can just impact one person, change that thinking, have them start to question things or I don't know, just any action that moves someone into a positive space, my job is done here. And I know by what you shared, I know yes. that that's going to happen. So I, it's all my pleasure. I'm so, so excited to have you on the show today. So I will make sure to drop all the show links into, or all of your social links into the episode show notes, like I do for every show. So listeners, if you weren't able to catch any of that, you're out walking the dog, driving the car, you know that I always got you on that. So no worries. And as always, if no one has told you today, you are worthy, you are beautiful. And yes, you can do this. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you. 